0: So I like food. Anybody else out there? Excellent, okay. Food is a good thing, right? Food is a blessing. It is a blessing from God for which I should be more thankful. I'm not always as thankful as I should be, especially in those times when food doesn't taste very good. Now, you can eat a lot of foods that are healthy. Kale comes to mind. Any kale fans out there? Thank you for self-identifying. And That's great. It builds up your body. It can make you feel better. All kinds of good things coming along there, right? But not all foods taste good. Kale comes to mind. And while I am nowhere near as qualified to say this as, let's say, a chef or a professional food critic... I know that adding just a little bit of salt can make all the difference to improve the taste of your food. It might make the difference between wanting to throw something out or serving it at your table. If you don't have enough salt, even what is arguably one of the best foods known to mankind could be ruined. I'm thinking of low-sodium bacon. (laughs) Why? Life needs salt. Now, sure, it can make a difference in things like baking and cooking. You could even use salt to preserve your food, keep it for a long time. But beyond its dietary use, look at all the other ways that we use salt in the world. For example, we were getting some of that winter weather that other parts of our country are experiencing. Well, things would look a lot different around here. We'd have driveways, walkways, sidewalks frozen over. So break out the salt because salt, when it goes out, will melt the hard ice around it. It will make it easier to clear paths wherever it's been spread. Now life needs light too. Most of the plants that cover our land, even those that fill our ocean, even kale needs light to grow to thrive. And while we have many means of making artificial light, there's nothing quite like that feeling of sunshine upon your face. How does a sunny day like this feel after days and days of cloud and gloom? Generally speaking, human beings need light to navigate, to work, to play. Light drives out the darkness. Light changes the look of, even warms, everything that it touches. Now, This season of Epiphany is a season of light. It began as we recalled that star which led the Magi to the child Jesus. And as the season has continued, we've heard how the light of Christ has spread out to more and more lives. In last weekend's reading, We heard that portion of Jesus' Sermon on the Mount more commonly referred to as the Beatitudes, those blessed are statements that pointed to God's surprising love, how his work in the world didn't usually look like how the world was working. And today, in that continuation of the Sermon on the Mount in our Gospel text, Jesus makes another surprising declaration. His disciples are blessed. They are blessed to be a blessing to others. Jesus says, you are that which salts the earth. You Christians following Jesus make the world less lost. You make the world a better place. You improve the experience of those around you. You bring out the flavor that life is meant to have. And Jesus says, You are that which gives light to the world. You Christians following Jesus, you bring out clarity where there is confusion. You drive out the darkness that has surrounded each and every human being by showing the hope that we have in God's Son, making clear that God cares for each and every person. Now you might be thinking, wait a second. That doesn't sound like me. That's understandable. We can easily forget who we are, whose we are, and what God has called us to do. Every day brings new temptations to ignore the world around you, to focus on yourself. But that's not who you are. Working good is part of your new identity in Christ. When you were made a new creation in that gift of baptism... You've been linked to Jesus for good. Good for you and good for those around you. You're a child of God. You are that which salts the earth. You are that which gives light to the world. That, that is who you are. In the scripture passage that I would encourage all of you to Commit to memory this week, that one that we read aloud in the gospel reading, Jesus says, "In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven." If that verse sounds familiar, if you've been around St. John's for a while, well, it's because that's a passage that we use as part of our baptismal right here, as a lit candle is presented to the baptized as a reminder of that light of Christ burning in their lives. But Jesus isn't putting this light shining thing out there as an optional activity for his disciples. Another way of translating the passage could read, I command that your light shine before others. Now Jesus can say that because he's the one making the shining happen. Jesus, who is the light of the world, shines out through his people. Jesus salts and lights the world working good through you. Now we Lutheran Christians can have a hard time sometimes processing what this connection means between our faith and our good works. And that's understandable too, because back in the time of the Reformation, there was a a flawed emphasis on good works as the stuff that helps make people right with God. But that's not at all what the Bible says. It's actually pretty clear on this point. Your hope is in Jesus' good work, not your own. Jesus even says as much in the very next verse, do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have not come to abolish them, but to fulfill them. Jesus fulfills all the requirements for you. He puts you in right standing before God. As one Christian author recently put it in this past decade, Jesus plus nothing equals everything. That's true. So, why does Jesus command that we do good works? Well, working good isn't about your benefit, it's about your neighbor's. Jesus came to restore our relationship with our Creator and restored relationships with the people around us in the world, they pour out from Jesus' work. That's that's good stuff. But even better stuff is that those people might experience God's love for them as he works good in their life. We Christians are here to serve a world that is in need of help. We can point people the hope that we have in Christ by being who he has made us to be, salt and light. Now, Martin Luther once wrote of this passage in Matthew, what Jesus calls good works here is the exercise, expression, and confession of the teaching about Christ and faith and the suffering for its sake. He is talking about works by which we shine. The Shining is the real job of believing or teaching by which we also help others to believe. Working good points others to God's grace in Christ. So what good can we do around here? That's one of those five questions that we can ask as we join Jesus in his mission here in Northern Virginia or anywhere else in the world where the Lord sends us. And while you can certainly put some thought into this question, dive deep and look at what are the good things I can be doing for the world around me? This isn't a question that necessarily requires a whole lot of deep thinking, because God will put opportunities before you each and every day to work good for the people around you. What's a good thing that you might do for your parent or your child? For your coworker, for the person who serves you at lunch. Will it be an action? A kind word? You've got a whole lot of choices here. There's actually a choice that's right here in front of us at St. John's. Because for coming up on 20 years, St. John's has hosted the Franconia Area Church's Cooperative for English as a Secondary Language. That is a mouthful. But the ESL program which has met here and people of St. John's have served in for all these years, this program has worked good in the lives of many. Just in the past several years, we have about 130 students each semester, immigrant neighbors who are being blessed by this program. The session that's going to be starting in a little over a week's time is going to provide a new opportunity for service. Because over most of those past 20 years, a member of our congregation, Diane Brody, has served as the coordinator. She's stepping down from that role, going into a teacher role, and we commend her for her service and give thanks to God for that. But as we have a new coordinator come in, one who I don't know if has been publicly, I'm looking out in the congregation, I don't know if that has been publicly announced yet. Not seeing any nodding, okay. But as we have a new coordinator coming in, We have other opportunities for people to come in and step in alongside that person to serve. So if you have any desire to help out with publicity, with communications, training, ordering supplies, or many of the other things that Diane has previously done, let us know. Because this is a great way to work good, to care for the people who are right around us in our community. Jesus Calls his disciples to lead extraordinary, remarkable lives. That doesn't mean that you need to climb high mountains or to test pilot spaceships. And those are cool things, don't get me wrong. But as God's people, we're different. Apple once used the phrase, think different, in their marketing. But today, as Jesus' followers, let's think about how we are meant to live different. One of my seminary professors put it this way, be extraordinary husbands and wives, remarkable neighbors and employees, powerful friends and citizens. Empowered by the Lord's working good in you and through you, You will be salt and light. You will be who he makes you to be. Amen.